Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy. Today, we have CEO and founders of Denison Algebra, David and Ellie Denison. David and Ellie are a husband and wife team. David has been teaching for 21 years, 11 in the public school and 10 in the homeschool arena. And Ellie does the business side of everything. They homeschool their five daughters and each one is so different, especially in their love and not so much love of math. In this episode, David and Ellie talk about their journey homeschooling their five girls on opposite sides of the love of math what his inspiration was to start Denison Algebra, and his passion to help others to go from I can't do it to I can do it. We're going to be talking about the importance of parents locking arms with their kids and allowing the learning experiences to potentially heal and redeem the time. How math can build confidence in your child and the domino effect it can cause and how not to blame yourself if your kid just doesn't like a subject. Even experts go through that. So go grab your coffee, go grab your tea and a pen and paper because you're not going to want to miss what David and Ellie have to say. Let's get into the podcast. All right. Well, yeah, thank you for having us on your show, Bex. We're glad to be here. My name's David Dennison and I'm Ellie. My wife, Ellie, here. We get to run the business together. Uh, my background is teaching math, and, and Ellie's background is is business, so she gets to run that side of, of the company, so we get to do this full-time together. And we've also been homeschooling our five daughters in 10 or 11 years, I guess. So some uh, probably one of the biggest misconceptions I run across, particularly in regards to math and high school math, is that parents tend to disqualify themselves or or feel like they're unqualified to teach their own child or that maybe they're, they're going to mess their child up. You know, just my my take on it is, first of all, the parent is the best teacher for their child. They know their child the best. They can teach their child to engage in the world and and actually think so even regardless of your level of comfort with the subject, you are definitely the best teacher for your student. And I've, I've just found also that as a high school, you know, particularly parents tend to be real hesitant about teaching like algebra one, for instance, because they were bad at it. But as an adult, when parents go back and can look at some well-written algebra curriculum, they can absolutely understand it and probably even enjoy it and have some healing process themselves and take their child through the course as well. So I just love it when parents dig into a subject they, they feel intimidated about uh, and, and just find success for themselves and for teaching their students. You're right. A lot of parents do think that they're going to mess their kids up, but the truth is that they can learn with their students. They can learn with their child. And what homeschool does is bring everyone together where they're now a unit. They're a, a unit together, learning together, growing together. And when they even see their family and their parents persevere, how powerful is that? if they're watching their own parent persevere, I'm pretty sure in a child's mind, if they see their parent overcome, they have 
then the confidence to say, I can do anything. I can, I can do anything. And, you know, we got, I got to experience a little bit of this because David's the math guy. He, you know, he, he studied math. He's great at math. I, I studied um, English and literature and political science. And, you know, that, that was my st- field of study. I was scared of math all growing up, all through high school. And so if you had told me when I was 17 that I was going to help co-found and run a math company, I would have thought you were crazy. But here we are all these years later. And, and part of what I do is watch the videos after David records them just to make sure, you know, the sound doesn't cut out or whatever. So I have been learning math and it has been a really healing thing for me because I hated math. I, I cried through my math classes. It caught cost me a a lot of stress. And as I was watching these videos, I was thinking, wait a second, you can do math. I know this stuff. And it just was kind of a healing thing for me. And and it culminated with one of our daughters who was taking our class. Uh, She had a question and went looking for her dad. And um, and he he wasn't home or was in the garage or I don't know where, where he was. And I said, wait, I can do that. And she said, you can? I said, yes, I can. And I, I looked at her stuff. I could answer her algebra one question. I was so proud of myself. So if I can do it, any parent can do it. <laughs> That's an awesome story. So what makes your math so different uh, from other maths? Like what, do you have a, a certain focus um, that you target in your curriculum? I think what, th- this kind of harkens back to my public school teaching and and. What I took from that was, um, well, the strengths of my public school teaching was I got to see my students every day and I just consistently taught them every day. And then I also took, you know, textbooks that were real difficult to understand and I put them in in plain English because I was just teaching to a large classroom and, and I had to put it in ways that they could understand. And that was really where kind of I, I honed my math teaching skills. And when I got in the homeschool world, I noticed that that would, tended to be absent, that particularly good daily instruction was, was difficult to come across. I didn't like the way a lot of the math books were written. They all, all curriculums have their strengths and their weaknesses. I just ended up doing tutoring a lot of students and helping students who struggled. And what I found was these students were not bad at math. They weren't dumb. They weren't, you know, they didn't have issues other than there was just some sensible things that weren't in place. And that began to frustrate me. And I thought, I'm, I'm going to write my own. I wanted daily, good daily instruction that kids could sit down and get a, a properly spaced lesson that didn't have too much stuff packed in there so that they can get it in one sitting. So I wanted to have daily video instruction. So I built that into my course. I wanted students to have a physical textbook so that they could, these are struggling, you know, students that tend to struggle, it helps them to have the physical book so they can look back at what they've uh, learned before because they might easily forget what yesterday's lesson was or last week's lesson was. So I want them to have a physical book with notes and assignments right there that they could look at. And then I wanted them to have a way to get help even at home for problems they didn't understand how to work. So in my, so I wrote a curriculum where I also 
recorded solutions videos. So they could go and watch every homework problem. They could watch me explain it, right? Almost like having a little built-in tutor there. And those were really the big things that I, I was struggling to find in curriculum. And I used for my own kids, I jumped to every curriculum under the sun, trying to find the perfect one. And there really is not a perfect curriculum as well. Finally, after spending untold amounts of dollars on curriculum, there just is not a perfect curriculum um, until I wrote mine. No, I'm just kidding. But um, anyway, so those were the things. I wanted a few of those elements in place that I just felt like struggling students that, that it just really helps them to have, have those things in place. Yeah, you know, videos are awesome. And I actually create videos on my Canvas course at times. So that way students can pause, rewind, mm -hmm. you know, go back and listen to it again. Because even us as adults, right? Like how many times do we have to hear sometimes the same thing and then be like, oh, oh, that's right. You know, there's just that click moment. You know, our neurons have to make that little connection. And sometimes it just doesn't happen the first time because it's new information. And math does need to be practiced every day. And I love what you said, you space everything out. This goes back to my time uh, just in the classroom, in a public classroom. And I think you know, as a, as a public school teacher too, when you're just engaged in a classroom of students, you just can realize you've reached this point of, whoa, I just, uh, we just put too much stuff in there. Like they are not going to get any more. You get a real good sense of how much your your average high school kid can sit and take in, in one sitting and so when you get a a homeschool curriculum and you get you open a lesson and it, it'll tend to have the particularly in math a lot too much stuff in it in, in just one sitting and so I just now even when I'm when I'm recording my video lessons there are a number of times I stop it because I think okay I just, I know I just reached that point where that kid is going to tune me out. It's just too much. And I go back and rewrite the lesson and I try to, I just have a real good feel for what I feel like a, a typical student can sit and take in one sitting. So I try to, I try to build my lessons just right for what I feel like a, your, your typical non-mathy, math resistant, you know, math is not my favorite subject. I just want to get it over with. Let me get to it. Let me let me do it, get it over with without a lot of pain. So it's, I try to just do that balance of you need, we need to get this much in, but I, I have a good feel for, well, this is a little too much. We're going to, we're going to back that off. And, and that's, that's how I built them. That's, that's really cool. So was your inspiration, your, your public school? It actually came from the, the homeschool arena. I, I did not intend to write my own homeschool curriculum. My mother-in-law actually would, when we started homeschooling, would always say, oh, you're going to write your own stuff. I'm like, no, no, that is not what I'm doing. I want to homeschool my own girls because I quit public school teaching and became a full-time homeschool dad. So I, I did the homeschooling of, of all my girls and they were in elementary school. So we were in the whole elementary school world. But then I began tutoring and teaching in co-ops when people found out that I taught high school math. It was Oh, we need some help with that. And that's really, that's really where it started when I started digging into homeschool students and where they were struggling. And then also my own daughters, just I have the full spectrum of math students within my own five daughters. I've got the <laughs> I've got the math is easy and it's my favorite subject. And can we start with math student all the way to the 
I hate math with a passion. <laughs> it's terrible. I'm going to fight you every day on it. And I just want to say to parents that if you have a student like that, do not blame yourself. If math is a complete mess, I am literally a professional math teacher and I have a daughter. I mean, our math is a complete mess. It ends in frustration. And we finally just made it through algebra one, finally, after a very long ordeal. Um, so I just want to encourage you that, um, you know, it, it it just can happen for a, a variety of reasons. And it's not a, it's not something you need to blame yourself because it, it happened to me. That is so funny. And you're the math guy. So parents, did you hear that? He, he even said that, you know, him being a math guy has all his daughters, one loves it and wants to start with it. And there's one that's just like, no. So it has nothing to do with you parents. It just has to do with where your child is, their, their likes and dislikes. And every child's gonna be very, very individual. So there's no need to go there and blame yourself. You just need to do your thing and move forward and don't even worry about it. And that's the beauty of homeschooling, right? Yeah, and and you know, just to finish that too, I didn't I didn't actually answer your question. When I realized my daughter, who really hated math, she needed even more accommodations than my standard level courses. You know, they they just weren't meeting her needs, and that inspired us to start a new level of courses called our success courses that took into account learning challenges, additional learning challenges and struggles. And so we built. Um, you know, a separate component. We have our standard level courses for your typical, you know, math is not my favorite subject kind of student, or maybe there's some gaps and things like that to our success series, which are for the students that, you know, really need a lot of support. And I really spread things out. And, and so she was the, you know, my daughter, my own daughters were the, the inspiration for, for that as well. Oh, wow. So your your math course, who can, who can it benefit? It, it sounds like it could benefit a wide variety of uh, students. Yeah, it, that's and, and really, you know, my my target, no math curriculum is going to service every every kind of student out there. I mean, they just they're they're just not. And so my my standard courses, I really the the students that I really like to target are just the ones who have lost their math confidence for whatever reason. And math is just, it's become a pain point. And so, you know, I love to, to get them back on track and get them their confidence back. Math might not end up being their favorite subject, but it stops being the subject, like just the, a painful subject. And we get through it without tears. You know, that, that's really one of my, one of my main goals. Um, and then just when we found, you know, some some extra learning challenges in our own home, and we start digging around for for things that would help and accommodate her, we just found that they, there weren't a lot of things out there that were specifically targeted. There are a lot out there that say good for this kind of learner who really struggles with this, and you know, there are extra learning challenges that students have: ADHD and dyscalculia and just. Graphia and you know wow. just a variety of processing challenges, and there weren't. I, I struggled to find curriculum that specifically addressed those things. So that started our success series of math, where I, I take take those things into account and really started 
um, and, and wrote our courses, wrote some courses for those students to help them get through algebra one, geometry, algebra two, the high, the high school level courses. Have you had like any um, testimonies, like any students come to you guys and say, like, I have changed my mind on math. Just this past week, I've had several encouraging communication with parents. I have uh, on the on those success level courses, I just had a call me yesterday and her son, he's on the autistic spectrum, just, just a little bit, not real heavily, but enough to really affect his academics. And he took my success courses and he, she said, he is all about math now. And he's enrolling <laughs> in a community college in, in kind of a special program that they have, but he wants to do accounting now. He's, she said he, he, it just hit him at the right time and encouraged him. And he was able to get through Algebra 1 when his peers, you know, in high school were doing Algebra 1. He was able to do Algebra 1. Even though mine's kind of a modified course, it's still the Algebra 1 topics. Same with geometry. He took geometry and now he's graduated and he's going to go begin at a community college, but he actually wants to take my algebra two course, my success course. We're, we're going to release that soon. And so he's waiting to take that. Um, so that was just kind of a neat, neat thing that that hit him and his family right at the right time. And I also just even with my standard courses, I got a, a graduation invitation. Um, Oh, wow. One of my students that I had her in seventh grade and her mom came to me and said, you know, she tries really hard, but math is her is she's just that's a really weak subject for her. And, you know, just be aware of that. And she just graduated and she's going to college and going to major in biomolecular chemistry, chemistry or, or something like that. And so I just able she was a she was a hardworking student. And so, and I didn't have her for all those years, but I, I had her for several of the high school. I had her for seventh grade and then the, she did something different for eighth grade. And then she was back in my world for several years there. And I was just able to give her just the good, just good practical daily instruction that allowed her to really grab hold of it and regain her confidence. And now, you know, now she's majoring in a, in a STEM major and, and, has no problem with math at all. And part of that was her, her diligence and her work. You know, you know, my curriculum's not magic or anything, but it just allowed her the freedom to regain her confidence and math was not such an overwhelming thing anymore. And that's huge because confidence is everything. Honestly, like when you can gain your confidence back, it's like you're able to scale mountains, honestly. And mm -hmm. as a teenager, you know, when you when you gain your self confidence back, and you're moving forward in a in a topic like math, where it just seems like whoa. And now she, both of them are in um, careers that are heavily math. I mean, accounting and biochemistry. I mean, I, I studied biochemistry. I remember how much math there was in there. <laughs> I, you know, I totally remember that. And um, wow. That's got to feel so good, like to know that, you know, the hard work you're putting in is literally changing people's trajectory in their life. That's a big deal. And um, and that's and that's actually for me, it's one of the reasons why I really do love homeschooling, because a child's able to work out their learning differences and not in a public 
in a public way where they're in front of so many people who potentially can make fun of them or uh you know a teacher who gets frustrated because this one kid can't get it but all the other ones can like why can't you get it you know and i've seen that happen you know um but here in this arena a child's able to learn and take their time and build that confidence i mean look at what happened there like biochemistry is not something to sneeze about <laughs> you know and being an accountant either so and your student was on the the autistic spectrum even though a little bit but still that does do something so that's amazing that's amazing i give you guys lots of kudos um you know as we're wrapping up is there you know one thing you want to leave families with that you know you want them to take away from this conversation that homeschool is especially if you're new to homeschooling don't realize it it's so much different than when we were growing up it was it was very uncommon then and I I don't think there were a lot of resources but now I am continually amazed at what's available for our our own kids and just homeschoolers in general all kinds of co-ops um for things that we don't like we're not artists for instance no <laughs> but we we can go to a co-op and enroll our girls into an amazing art class where they're taught by a, an extremely talented person to draw or do pottery or uh, you know they play sports they're just there are so many opportunities so many groups so many resources so to not feel like you're out on your own or uh, or there's nothing, there's they're missing out because they don't have to miss out. There, there are all kinds of things available. And that's really cool. And homeschool, homeschooling community is really great. You can ask a question in a group and you will get, especially if you express, I'm really struggling with this. Does anybody have any ideas? You'll get so much encouragement and great ideas and I love that about the homeschool community me too me too so what's the call to action where can they find you guys and where can they get your courses okay the best place is our website it's denisonalgebra.com denison has one n so d-e-n-i-s-o-n algebra.com and that has it explains all our courses and has sample videos so you can see the lessons and and the table of contents kind of get a pacing guide kind of get an idea for what is in each course and uh yeah that and we have blogs you know uh just to encourage parents and help with specific math topics so david writes a blog and what is it called do you have the name of the blog oh it's just on our website oh okay okay yeah so there's just a website Cool. Mm -hmm. And we also have a Facebook page. We post every day um, on our Facebook page. And yeah, and us, please email us if you have any questions, uh, support at denisonalgebra.com. We're happy to help answer any questions, help you figure out maybe what, what course is best for your student if we can help in any way like that. Awesome. Well, 
Ellie and David, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for just sharing your testimony, sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, um, and just all the things that you guys have done for this community and you continue to do. So thank you so much. Thank you for having yes, us. Thank you, Beck. We appreciate it. You've been listening to the Homeschool Advantage podcast, where you get the scoop on all the latest vendors that fit your lifestyle. Thanks for listening. Also, follow me wherever you listen to your podcast to stay up to date on the next episode. You can also visit my website where the episodes will be and for my free lesson plan course, which can help you if you have different vendors and you're wondering, how do I make them all flow together? Let me help you with that. And if you're a vendor and you think you would like to be on the podcast, send me an email, realedtalk at gmail.com. Leave me your name, contact, website, and I'll get back to you. Thanks for stopping in with me and I'll see you on the next time.